0: Welcome to the Heroes of Reality podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host Dylan Watkins as he introduces today's guest.
1: Are you interested in what it takes to become a VR content creator? Are you fascinated with the world of VR and you want to learn more? Well, on today's podcast, I have Jasmine. She is a VR content creator primarily on YouTube and TikTok. She started in VR content creation at the beginning of the pandemic, and through she's been interested in XR for over a decade, she's focused on VR tech, Product reviews and gameplay. Her goal is to make VR accessible and not intimidating by creating easy to understand videos. And so without any delay, I'd like to welcome Jasmine from VR with Jasmine.
0: Hello, everybody. Hey. Happy to be here. Thanks, Dylan.
1: Yeah, yeah. Stoked to be here. Um, it was it was great to connect uh, with you. We met at the Awe conference, um, mm-hmm. up, up in the press proof, and we we're kind of kind of getting the lay of the land. I think part of us um people that are into VR and tech and the news is kind of being a part of these conferences, but we haven't really had it because of the whole pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: This year has been a blast with all of the conferences coming back, but it's been, I feel like I've just been catching up going to all of them possible. And it's, yeah, it's a lot after not doing anything for a while.
1: It's, it's so weird after the pandemic going and going and meeting people and going to these places. It's so fun. You know, it's like running into like old friends and and, it's so much
0: fun. I can't even explain how fun it is. It's like there's so many layers to it. It's like running into people that feel like old friends, checking out all these cool technology and then talking about all the cool tech that you see now with all the other people that are also obsessed with like the same thing that you're obsessed with. It's freaking awesome.
1: Yeah. Did did you get sick at all during the the, the conference or anything? Did you catch COVID at all during that thing? No.
0: No, because I caught COVID during GDC, <laughs> like <three months> <laughs> but I didn't get it at CES, which is where all my friends got it. So then when I got at GDC, they didn't get it because they had already gotten it. Yeah. They
1: yeah. got it. Yeah. Cause Did I went you? to GDC. I, get it, I didn't get it at GDC. I got it at, Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got it at the Aw oh, conference no. and like half a dozen people that I talked to that were all at the Aw uh-huh. conference, they're like, Hey mm-hmm. man, I can't talk. i am got COVID. And so like it hit, I was like, man, I thought, I thought I dodged that that train, but it, you know, it wasn't wasn't too bad, you know, it wasn't too crazy. Yeah. Just
0: I mean, stuff. it sucked, that's for sure. But at least I don't know. I guess hopefully I'm like more immune to it now. <laughs>
1: it's good. I know. That's really just uh some immunity as we go through it. Um at the conference, did you see anything that stood out to you that was like, oh my god, that's incredible?
0: Um, yeah, like <laughs> a bazillion things. But I think the one that's been standing out the most in my mind uh has been the hap. Dix gloves i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but it's h-a-p-t um, capital x mm. those gloves were insane you had to have like you had to put on this backpack which i guess had like maddox in it mm. and basically these gloves just are the most realistic and most immersive vr gloves that you can have it's just that it's huge like the gloves themselves are huge and you have this backpack that's powering the gloves so yeah that's it on my mind a lot
1: I didn't get to try that. I saw people walking around, but they had this, like, you know, just giant backpack with a huge power cable running into it. Was that the one?
0: Yes. And the yeah. line was very long. So, yeah. actually, I had booked, like, way in advance to get a demo. Otherwise, there was no way we were going to get it. But I think the thing that really stood like that was really prominent in my mind mm-hmm. was how there was, um, you could there was like a faucet that was dripping water, and then there was another like leaky pipe that was like blowing out steam. And you could put your hand under the faucet that was leaking, and you can feel the droplets of water. And mm-hmm. if you put your hand over the steam, you could feel the steam. And like, if you know in real life, like those are very two distinct feelings, but I could feel them in my palm very distinctly. And I was just like, I don't know how they did that apparently they do like skin displacement or something i don't really understand but it was very like complicated
1: sure that sounds that sounds amazing and that's let get into like the haptics i mean there's like these holy grail or these these ultimate you know areas that we're trying to get to in like the area of, mm. or the vr right and one of them is the sense of touch right and being able to get that to happen the, the thing that I thought was pretty cool and better than I thought it would be at the AWG conference was the um, Smell-O-Vision stuff, the um, yes, OVR.
0: OVR, yeah. yeah. They won one of the awards. Like Dude, Rightfully so. That was so good.
1: You tried it, right? Mm-hmm. So what I thought was crazy about it, what they did really well is because I've tried it years ago. And it kind of mm-hmm. just felt like someone took like a car freshener and shoved it up my nose aggressively mm-hmm. and without <laughs> without sympathy. I was like, oh, it's too much. But with that mm-hmm. one, you actually had the ability with the VRJ. Actually, you you know, you grabbed like a, a marshmallow from the distance, mm-hmm. and then you could smell it. But then you bring it closer, and you could actually smell more of it. And that mm-hmm. was actually really neat with the OVR technology, and I was like, okay. And I was like, and I was like, where do you use this? And they're like, you can use it in clinical settings, you know, for like mm-hmm. redu- inducing trauma and things like that, or you can do it like I, th- I think they said that they're going to be working with um, Bed Bath and Beyond, which oh.
0: makes, mm-hmm. that
1: makes sense, right? To actually try out stuff that you could just yeah, that's mostly what you do inside. Or at least what I do, I smell everything. Yeah,
0: just smell everything. And then you don't even know what anything smells like. anymore. your nose is all confused. It's <laughs> <that's> true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you need some sort of like ginger for the nose. Something yeah. like that, right? That's cool. Um, so you, you yeah. talked about like, well, at least in the bio, you you got started in the pandemic, but you said you've been in VR for over a decade, or you've been fascinated with it. Can you talk to me about like the, the origin stories of you being into VR? Yeah,
0: I mean, so technically I've like been in VR since like 2017, like with the headset itself, but the technology itself, I've been like very fascinated with it since a young age, I would say. And it's not just VR, I would say even like AR. <laughs> and it this is like a very weird thing, memory to think about, but um, I used to watch Dragon Ball Z growing up and I just remember them having the power readers. And I oh, yeah. thought that that was the coolest thing ever. And I, I'm pretty sure that was like my first experience with, um with like or seeing AR and then after soon after that I started seeing like all these ads for Google Glass mm. and again I was just like I need to have this I was like a little kid wanting <laughs> not knowing where I would get the money but I was like I don't care I just want it. and then it never came out and so I guess I've been following all of this technology this whole time and when like like you know the Samsung Gear VR came out that was the very first one that I got I had just gotten a new phone and I was like screw it I'm gonna get another new phone and just buy this um and it kind of just kept going from there
1: yeah the, the gear was the first sign of it being like less friction and less effort mm-hmm. and uh and i think that like there's a a thing where it's vr is a perpetual game of like almost good enough almost mm-hmm. awesome and so you, you go through this thing where it's like i think like the gear when you first got it, you're like oh cool i got my phone i got my headset slam it in bada bing bada boom you know mm-hmm. and it was it was great the only thing is that you you had that three'd off right so you're like this, oh yeah Right, and so like but you try, you know try to bring forward, you know. Yeah. You,
0: yeah. But even that, like even the three doff, like to someone who was only doing like the little roller coaster on the cardboard, mm-hmm. um, being able to do the three doff at home and like I don't, I think it was called into the blue or something. That was the first one that I did, and I don't know how to explain it, but when you get transported from where you are to somewhere else for the very first time, mm-hmm. it was like very magical.
1: Yeah. That's the thing is it was, you didn't have a giant computer. You didn't have to have all the stuff. It was like, mm-hmm. you should just set up that it was low friction. Not as much uh, available as we have these days, but still pretty low friction. Um, yeah. I'm going to say, what's up for Bradford. Hey brother, what's up, man? Welcome. Welcome to the show. So glad you could make it. Uh, let, let us know if you have any questions for Jasmine here. Um, especially in the areas of VR, we will put her uh, wonderful brain to the test. Oh, <laughs> it's oh. like jeopardy. I think the cards slip up. Um, yeah. I, I remember doing the, was it the gear vr was that when they had the paul and felix demo you had it and you're sitting inside there with the dude with the piano playing and it was like mm, i on. don't
0: remember that one mm. yeah
1: yeah i'm trying to try to remember i remember trying to develop on that and it was really hard i did like hackathons trying to build with the, the gear vr and i'm like why isn't this working it really-
0: That's so impressive I was not trying to develop for it. I was just like, I want to try. I need to get as many people into this as possible. And I remember like running downstairs, and I was like, Mom, you got to try this. Like, just sit here. And then I just I remember like her expression, and yeah, it was just it was really great.
1: Yeah, that is. There is like, I mean, one of the cool things about like being an evangelist to to VR is like when you slam that headset on somebody and you mm-hmm. watch their mind get blown. Right? Mm-hmm. you get to share i almost feel like i'm I'm not i'm not a parent but i, I imagine that like when parents become have kids and they get mm-hmm. to relive their childhood again taking the disneyland or whatever they do you get that relive that magic moment
0: you yeah, know? It's, yeah. A, it's a very great moment and luckily i've experienced it quite a uh, quite a bit of times
1: yeah can you talk to me about a time like that you had like whether it's your first one of the things that stands out to you in terms of like a mind-blowing moment in vr where you're like oh my god
0: I mean i okay i would go back again still to that like to that time when i was um and in, in, into the blue and just seeing like the whales like like you know swimming around me like i would never go underwater that deep at least i'm too scared to. but it just like you see them like swimming around you and to an extent i was like oh gosh should i be like not able to breathe because i'm underwater i don't know it was like some weird things are going on in my mind um and then another experience that i think. Mm-hmm was very memorable was at the beginning of the pandemic I like I started playing Beat Saber and of course that's great but I think um but then I was also you know I was still needing to socialize and we no no one was leaving their house um so then I went to VR chat and I found out that there was like karaoke in VR chat and I it just like made me want to tear up and cry because like we were all locked up in our house for so long and then all of a sudden I was here in a room full of like strangers from all around the world and everyone was just singing even if all of us had like weird different latencies and so then everyone was like singing at different points some people were really good some people were terrible but it (laughs) didn't matter because even though we were technically alone and we were all very isolated we were still able to feel like we were a part of like you know we were still socializing and I think that was really impactful to me too
1: that's cool yeah the vr chat is a is a, a wonderful and wacky place there is um <laughs> uh, a thousand different flavors in there to sample yeah. um and and it's amazing because you can look like anything in there it's one of the few ones that you can mm-hmm. and it went fairly crazy anime high fidelity anime yeah. which is really, everybody wants to be an anime girl which is pretty interesting you know <laughs> yeah but the, the you know. Um, I just, I don't know why when you're talking about the karaoke thing, I just pictured singing like born to be free while locked in your house.
0: you Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like exactly. That was the feeling that it felt like. And so then I started frequencing it often. I was like, oh, I need to get other people in here.
1: Yeah. Like
0: it's, it's just a very crazy experience. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of thing. I mean, what I think is crazy is people actually sleep inside VR chat. They're like sleepers. Yeah.
0: I've seen those, and I don't even get it because your eyes are closed. Like I don't understand, but I guess I, I, I don't. I don't really understand it. I yeah. would lay there with my eyes open and just look at stuff and be relaxed.
1: Yeah, well, I guess it's for like the only the, like major use case that I saw that would be pretty cool is like if you have like a relationship, and, like you got like mm-hmm. a significant other that lives right. far away, right? Then you you cuddle mm-hmm. up with them with like a fake pillow, and like you can like it feels like it they're there, right? You yeah. know, you can.
0: That's sp- true.
1: Spoon them. I mean, that's the only thing mm-hmm. I could see is a. a really useful benefit where you could see them you know you just wish you could kind of like poke them Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. while they're you know i remember like back in the day like talking to a girlfriend and like falling asleep on the phone with her and like waking up and i think i only made it like one time successfully waking it up next year so i could yeah i could kind of see it but
0: that's true i do remember those days (laughs) so yeah i guess this is like the new or like updated version of like falling asleep on your brick phone
1: yeah yeah yeah, what else have you seen, like, I mean, inside VR chat or any of the other social apps that, like, might be weird or might stand out to you as, like, a, that's, like, unexpected?
0: Um, hmm. Well, okay, so I don't know if you've heard of Neos VR. So Neos VR is, like, a pretty underground in terms of, like, social VR apps just because they mm-hmm. don't really market themselves. And honestly, it's very hard to like onboard onto Neos VR because they don't really work on like user interface. So a lot of the people that are in there tend to be like really heavily tech people, like engineering people, creative, creative types, people that are really hardcore VR and like don't care that there's so much friction.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: um, when I've gone in there, it really feels like Ready Player One. Like you could literally do whatever the heck you want. Um, and so you can climb anything, you can write hoverboards upside down, go from one world to another, bring everything with you. Like, you can take objects from anywhere. You can scale objects, scale yourself. So it's really, like, unbounded.
1: Wow. And so,
0: yeah, and because it's so unbounded, it's interesting to go into, like, the worlds that people have created. Um, and some of the worlds that people have created are just, like, are so unusual and something I would never even think of in real life that, I like, I don't even know how to, like, feel when I'm there. So, for example, there was this one tiny little planet. It's, like, a very small planet and only a couple wow. of you can, like, fit on there and it's literally a planet with a cow on it and a bunch of buckets and you just milk the cow on this planet and it was just like what <laughs> like who thought of this it is so random but at the same time we had so much fun people we were like whoa you can like milk the cow on this tiny planet and like look at the space like solar system like i like, i just don't even understand how like people think of these things <laughs> and i'm very surprised too with how i react yeah. and how like that is something that you know sticks with me when it's such a random thing that I would have never like thought of experience.
1: You know, it's so funny, trying to explain decent VR games or experiences to people always sounds like you have you woke up halfway through a dream and you're trying to yeah. grab everything, you know? Yeah. It gets strange, it's just it like, it sounds so wacky, but I could see how someone would stumble upon this, and be like, what the hell is this? And like, go, oh, this is kind of fun, right? And like, yeah. it's just, a, you couldn't predict, you couldn't write so that wacky. up on paper. Yeah.
0: And I feel like, you know, okay, so I, I like to, I kind of compare VR to like movies. Cause you know, there are some movies that are more like streamlined, more normal story that you'd experience. Then there's also crazy movies like inception. And so if you, if you compare it to that, like, yes, there's like normal experiences in VR, but then there's also all these wacky ones that really like shift your mindset and make you think deeper or sometimes not deeper and just kind of have a good time.
1: Mm. Yeah. And that's the cool thing. Like when you, when you put the tools into the people's hands, like mm-hmm. then it just goes all types of crazy on things that mm-hmm. you can do. I mean, it awesome and wild, but like the, the just the 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 breadth and depth of people's imagination is 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 crazy. Um, I just kind of like I know with like VR chat, there's like so many worlds you have access to on the PC that you don't mm-hmm. have access to on the Quest, and I'm primarily a Quest user. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm just like, I was like, oh, I want to check all these worlds, but I feel like I'm I'm gated. You know, I'm like uh, a sec- it, second it citizen.
0: It is, yeah, because, like, um, my younger sister, she also was just on the quest, and so when we would go into VR chat, I'm like, can you not see me picking up, like, this hot dog or these, like, items? Can you not see all these, like, sparking lights? And she's like, no, I see, like, a plain wall, and there's no food in here. I don't know what you're talking wow. about. Yeah, and it's just, like, man, it's just, it's weird, and I feel like it's also, it's almost, like, Dysotopian like in the future maybe some people have like really great headsets where you can see like extremely great graphics but then other people that might not be as well off will have like the baseline it's going to be interesting
1: that's totally going to be a thing for sure someone's going to have like the the touch gloves and the smell of vision and the lick of vision or whatever they got Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) Oh my gosh, I, like a <laughs> I don't. I'm very curious here. Quick, put this in your mouth. You're like, I don't want to. <laughs> that'd, be, yeah. that'd, be, that'd be crazy. I know one thing you have in terms of social. Uh, I saw on you on because you have a you have a YouTube channel. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things you have is like the the ten VR dates that are better than real life. Do you want to talk a little bit about that type of uh, that type of thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. So I do. I, I have like a long term partner, and so for me, we've never like. We weren't like using VR as a long distance thing. Mm. Uh, but I know of people who met in VR and did dates in VR and then eventually met in person like years later. So mm. a lot of people actually at the beginning of the pandemic were meeting people and getting into relationships through VR. And then once like, you know, once people were able to travel again, we're like all of a sudden flying across the world to meet people. So it, that That's part's funny. um pretty wild. But in terms of like, so for people that are, I guess, already know each other in real life, um, in my case, like the reason I like VR for going on dates is that one, it's like cheaper. And then two, as you're like older, it's just so much effort to go out and then like be around people. And so it's just like, it's a convenience factor, unfortunately. And it's like, you know, I mean, there's times that I wanna go out so I can be in the ambience of other people, but there's times that you just wanna go out and like spend time with your person. So like, you know, you could do like walkabout mini golf is like a really fun one or if you're trying to be around other people while still hanging out with your person you could do like go around vr chat together or explore different things together and i think the part that's interesting about using vr to go on dates versus going on dates in real life is that when you go on dates and on dates in real life it's almost like a pretty set activities that you could do like, Oh, if you go to the movies, go have a picnic at the park, or we could go like play, like, you know, mini golf or bowling or whatever. It's like, it's, it's almost like, I don't know why, but we have this like checklist of things that you could do on a date. Um, but if you're in VR, like I said, you could go on this planet with this cow and you could milk a cow and just chat over that while you're like on this date. you could like really experience these things that you just don't experience in real life. And I think what brings us together as people the most is like experiencing new things together really bonds people a lot more than just like, like if you are going on dates and then you, like, you know, if like a lot of people are on like Tinder or whatever, and they bring the same, like they have like a lot of first dates and they usually do like the same thing over and over and over again. And -hmm. sometimes they like, you know, it almost like all blends together. And so then you're not really connecting with someone.
1: Yeah, man. It's more of, it's more of like a song and dance versus like an authentic connection. Right. Which yeah. It's less the, like
0: trying to do the checklist versus yeah. Like actually getting to know somebody and experiencing something with someone.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, and I think that sometimes like, I think a lot of people are, they have a lot of fear of just kind of like letting loose and just like having a conversation.
0: Oh man. That, yes. You know? absolutely. I need,
1: I need script to follow. Hello. Good evening, sir mm-hmm. and/or madam.
0: <laughs> and I think that's the other thing about why I think VR—not just for dating, but for mm-hmm. meeting people, for bonding with people. Like, I th- that's the other thing that I really like about it. Because when you're not yourself, like you know, even though it's you inside, but you look different. For some, I mean, we already know this—that there's keyboard warriors. People are very different when they feel like they're not exposed. Yeah. And so, if you can connect with others in VR because you're less scared to like show who you are because you know, it's like, it's harder to judge you if they don't really know who you are. Um, I almost feel like it's like training wheels. So that way, like once you feel like you're getting connected to people in VR, maybe then in the future you can go out in the real world and not be as scared because you've known that what you have to offer inside has been accepted in virtual worlds.
1: You know, it's weird, right? Like that's such like a conundrum. That's like, it's like you go into a virtual space to be to show your true self right and it's yeah. like getting past the skin of like how I look and whatever you know all the things that go on with my body and so you can actually you know I I could imagine that more people are, are feel free to to sing mm-hmm. terrible terrible karaoke uh in a Absolutely. virtual game yeah, yeah. The versus yeah. like social eyes and people looking at you and all that stuff and and so I mean I can imagine you could also you know cause it, it's yeah. that balance right like we want mm-hmm. we want um the freedom to be ourselves Mm-hmm. Right. But there's also this kind of social thing of being part of tribes that like if I know you, you're gonna have social decorum versus like mm-hmm. the troll, the trolls, mm-hmm. the online trolls are alive and well inside mm-hmm. these in inside these, you know, virtuality metaverse absolutely. applications where they, they can come in and say mm-hmm. things that are horrible,
0: horrible. Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: yeah, so it's like it's like where do you find that balance between letting people be anonymous and free and having people have certain like social code of conduct and kind of like hey man can we all just agree to not just like hate bomb in rooms and bounce you know
0: yeah and you know, my friends and I have like spent some time thinking about this too. We were like, okay, what? If, so we just like, we're throwing out ideas. Like what if there was a website where you can like enter someone's name, if they were like harassing you and then other people can enter it. And then, you know, it just be like a list that can all of a sudden, like, be like people can like download that list and automatically like ban it on your headset or like, like what if there was like, you know, a, like a good karma, bad karma, like on Reddit. And so yeah. if someone, but then again, like, how do you know if that's not being abused? So it's it's tough, like there has to be some level of accountability. So I think maybe once we are taking our one avatar, like yeah. I mean, not just that, that we'll only have one, but if we are able to take the same avatar to different experiences like, you know, in a true metaverse, I think there then it becomes like a bit more accountability and how you behave because people are starting to recognize mm-hmm. um, that that's like your handle and who you are in VR.
1: Yeah. yeah. So the, so you can kind of recognize that this is the person,
0: uh, mm-hmm. then, but
1: you can kind of change avatar. So there's like some sort of like, you know, sequence or, you know, uh, uh, uh you know, crypto NFT link and say, okay, this is you mm-hmm. as a person. And so you have all your mm-hmm. social things attached to that. Yeah. I just got to watch yeah. out from the hate bombing from exes coming mm-hmm. in, you know, and just <laughs> trash. It'll it. be uh,
0: interesting. It's just a huge issue though, for sure. So mm-hmm. like, I think with everything, there's a, there's a duality to it, like, on the bright side, people can all of a sudden connect in a deeper and more, Mm -hmm. like, authentic way, and then on the other side, people can also be meaner than ever, and their, like, meanness, um, like, translate and hurts a lot more, or is more impactful than when it's just on, like, words on the screen, because now you can, like, follow, I mean, it's happened to me, where people follow me around and, like, harass me and all that stuff, yeah, it's kind of crazy being, like, female in VR, because a lot of people will, like, not be nice
1: yeah very very different uh you know most people don't want to follow me around they're they're very little interested in like what I'm doing and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. I did do like like I'm not a big fan of 360 video like I don't think it's Mm -hmm. great my theory is like you have no controls really you're just stuck in there and versus Mm -hmm. the multiplayer VR it's like do you want to be a ghost where you're basically Mm -hmm. trapped in one spot like this looking around, or do you want to be a God where you can go anywhere, any place, anyone, anytime, all that stuff. And, and, but there was one really good use case. I did a sexual harassment training in VR experience Mm -hmm. where I played, I don't know if it was a guy or a girl or whatever, but I put on the headset and I'm in some sort of like water cooler area and I'm I'm sitting down and this Mm -hmm. dude, this dude walks up and he just, has a, he he walks into my personal space and his junk is in my face, but I'm trapped. I can't move because of it. Mm-hmm. And it went from being, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a feature, but I, I really I could feel the pressure of his presence. And I'm like, like, back off. But I couldn't go anywhere. And that I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that might be what it's like, you know, uh, to be someone who's having someone put their presence upon you. And I, I don't. Uh, I mean, with, without going into too much graphic detail or whatever is like what uh do you mind sharing like some of your experiences in social vr from a woman's perspective
0: yeah i mean okay so there was one time i was like in venues for like a concert and i was just like trying to watch and enjoy it and this was two years ago i believe so it's like it's been better since like i haven't had the same experience but I just remember there was a group of guys and they all just kept like following me around. And I was like, I'm like, I'm really just trying to enjoy the concert. And they were just like getting blocking my view and all just like, I don't know why they found that entertaining. I'm like, how is this entertaining? Now I can't see anything like I mean, I already can't see anything in normal concerts because I'm so short. And now you're like ruining my VR experience, too. Um, so that was one. And then I remember going into like um, one of the VR MMOs mm-hmm. and someone heard my voice I was like talking. And they're like, oh, just cause you're like a female, you think you're better than everybody. And I was like, I didn't, I was not even talking to you. And then they started like cussing me out and I was like, what is happening? I was not talking to this person. I was like on my own, but I think, um, and I've also gotten comments about like, I saw I posted content about gorilla tag and someone had commented, if you play gorilla tag, don't speak if you're a female because like people will start harassing you. And I was just like, this is insane. So I can't even use my own voice in VR because it, all of a sudden it's like a trigger for people.
1: It's so intense and that's, what's crazy. That's like, uh, you know, um, there's this like whole thing of like, you want to do that. Well, I I, I can't speak to that entirely, but you generally wouldn't have that kind of behavior in normal settings where people come in and they turn to you, you think you're better than me? You think this is going on? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, and I guess, (laughs)
0: yeah,
1: but then people hear your voice. And I think that some people don't know, uh, they have this thing of like, Oh my God, a girl, I've never talked to a girl before. Right. Um yeah. they're, they're young, they're having hormone especially grill tag, he's very young. Um, mm-hmm. but they uh I know it was the other way too, because I had a had a friend I told about it. His his granddaughter suffers from some physical limitations in her body, um, mm-hmm. can't use her her uh, lower half of her body. And so he was showing her grill mm-hmm. tag and I was telling him about it. Aww. And so she was she was playing it right because she could she can because she she already does this in real life, right? She moves like this, yeah. and I'm like, I got a great thing for you. But then yeah. he got all all sensitive because they kept asking why an old man was taking this young girl's headset. I mean, because he was trying to, like, share it with her and put it on. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna, and it's okay. People are going to comment. He's like, how did they know that I was an old guy? I'm like, can mm-hmm. hear you talk? You're mm-hmm. way taller. You move different. And, like, people alone. Mm-hmm. And, but he felt self-conscious being way older in the space mm-hmm. of a bunch of young people. So, you know, it's, I, I think we all kind of want to be accepted to the tribe.
0: know yeah you know something i've thought about before is like i I wish there was like a voice changer app that you could use on top of all these like applications because then like if everyone's using a voice changing app or some or like you know a decent amount of people like you just don't know like who is it i don't know yeah
1: i would totally use that and then i'd also use it for karaoke to auto-tune my voice you know
0: yeah, that'd
1: be great. I'd <laughs> just be rocking you'd it. You
0: probably get out. a record label right out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. And then yeah. I'll be
0: going to your concerts and venues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally.
1: You wouldn't tell. I'd be, I'd be one of those anime girls. That's what that's what you'd see me as. You know, I'm seeing me like hee he, <laughs> That's So funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a. Well, what's been interesting I've seen is that there's been a lot of like, um, like virtual. Well, they call them like vloggers and things like that, where that you, oh, yeah. you actually you. You represent this anime app, whatever the avatar, but a virtual avatar, and most people don't even see your presence. And mm-hmm. you, you come out of VR chat or whatever the thing is, and, and I've seen that on YouTube, seen that on TikTok. And what do you mm-hmm. like? What are your thoughts around that? And like, what do you think that's going?
0: Vloggers. Yeah, um, I mean, there's like some people that do it like full time, some people that do it part time, and I, I mean. Like, there's, like, we watch animes, right? We watch cartoons, and sometimes you get attached to these characters that are just invented and aren't, like, real, but you still get attached to them, so I don't see why it's any different for vloggers. Like, you know, if you're attached to the character that has been created from this, like, like you know, this image, then that's, like, <laughs> that's just what it is. Um, and I think I, there are people, like, including myself, who do, like, a half-half kind of thing. Like, sometimes you show up as yourself, sometimes you show up as your avatar self, and it just, like, I think it depends on the content you're trying to show. Like sometimes it's easier to show up as your avatar self when you're showing content in VR. So I do think there's like a place for it. Um, It is interesting though, because now instead of having like a person, you have like this whole team creating it. But if you think about it, these like superstars, I mean, sure. Like there's a one person in front, like that's like the image, but there's a whole team that's like feeding them things to like create their image. So it's not really any different, I think.
1: Yeah, and then, well, and that, um, like, I've heard about that uh, from like we're gonna go into like just a, just a little area of risque, just a little area of risque. Just type it. Just, um, I know some, I know some uh, people that are on like OnlyFans, and mm-hmm. they have like a they have a team of people that text the dudes, mm-hmm. right? So they think totally. that they're, text- yeah. So you think wow. you're texting the girl from OnlyFans, but really it's a, a team of people. Well, yeah, yeah and that, that that we talk about that we're like oh you know hey what's up yeah, thank you and so they feel like they have a personal relationship with it which is ah, it is a, a thing but, but that's people representing themselves in a different way and kind of um you know outsourcing yeah. the connection which is which is you know which feels it feels um shady weird, but you know, yeah it, weird it's weird it's
0: so receptive i yeah, feel all- like if you're you know if you're like at the little anime um <laughs> anime like singer or whatever Um, like at least people are aware and they know that that's not like who, if they're talking to this anime person, it's not really who they are. Um, but I think if you're, you know, subscribed to an OnlyFans, you're expecting that you're talking to that person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was super interesting. Um, we got comments on, on things we can do to kind of protect ourselves, mute block and types of transparency modes where you don't have to see anybody, uh, and block the users. Yeah. Take away the power of control.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely block people. I'm just like, I can't even. Luckily, I'm not like the confrontational or like not the aggressive type. So when people like come at me, I'm just like, where's the block button? And I say that out loud to him, like, oh, why is it so hard to find the block button on you? <laughs> I and then, then once they block them, they know oh, what happened.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, but things that people need that feedback sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you don't know you're doing it and they're just, they're just calibrating. Yeah. Other times it's intentional, right? So, but again, all, it's, it's good. It's good feedback. Um, mm-hmm. It was crazy. I saw like there was this one um, thing that kind of like blew my mind. It was talking about like kind of the opposite of this was there's a game called Together VR i don't know if you've heard about it
0: mm-hmm. no it's on it's on
1: it's on steam uh <laughs> you you uh it's a it's um like a dating simulator where you go on a date with this girl and there's like all these um little like like very home dates like like you you play rock paper scissors with her and you do darts and you do rock all these different things right and you help her find Mm -hmm. things that are lost and like but she looks like pretty real fairly Mm -hmm. realistic for what it is and i was Mm -hmm. like and at the very very end you know it's like going on your last day and what's cool is she, she comes home one day in we're in vr right she mm-hmm. comes home day, and this is an hour this is not real this is a mm-hmm. fake ai and she's like honey i came home look i got a vr headset and then she puts on a vr headset and then you put on a vr headset and then you're in this dope ass game where you're running around blasting things together i was like this is so fun um and, and at the very this end
0: is wild. this is inception of vr <laughs> it was an inception of vr
1: but then at the very end she leaves Going to go leave, goes to the door, goes to the front door to leave. And then she runs back to go and hug me. And I mm-hmm. just instinctively opened my arms to go wrap my hand. I'm like, wow. I was like, this was like 10 dates, maybe like six hours of gameplay. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was like, mm-hmm. if there was thousands of dates here, I could see a lot of dudes. And if there's a male version, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, of, like, you know what? Yeah, I don't need to hang out with people. I got my perfect my perfect date person here, you mm-hmm. know. Um especially with uh I don't know if you uh, heard about like Google's uh, the concern that the guy had a google where they made sentient chatbot did you hear about mm-hmm.
0: that yep I heard about it
1: yeah do you have do you have any um do you have any thoughts around that
0: I heard that like what the guy was claiming wasn't super true and so I but I wasn't really following too much okay. That it was just someone that was trying to get attention but I don't know.
1: I don't know. I, I read a bit of the transcripts and I don't know if they're real or not, but it sounded like a sound like a person. And I was just like
0: Well, what I like what I've heard is that um like when they fed it, like you know, when they trained the AI, they were training it to say these kinds of things. And so then when they asked these questions, it came out with these kinds of things. So then if that's the case, if you're feeding it these lines, then yes, of course it's gonna come out that way. But I like, you know, it's so hard to know. I don't know unless I'm there. I have no idea. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's interesting um, where, where it's, it's where it's going to where like, it's starting to blow the lines of like, are, is this human? Are you an NPC? Are you mm-hmm. real? Are you not real? I had a dude accuse me in alt space of being a, a not real of being a, an AI. Cause I jumped, I came in on the PC and mm-hmm. everybody else was in. And when you're a PC, your arms oh, are down yeah. on the sides like this. Right. Mm-hmm. And the dude's like, I don't know. This guy's real. I don't think he's real. I think he's fake. He doesn't look at it. He's not even moving. And uh, And I was like, I'm like bro I'm real like I swear like I'm a, am a dude it's cool but he was like had this whole conspiracy theory and this whole thought and he's like it was it was I would very have
0: just nice. play with I was like I am definitely yeah. not real so <laughs> with anything yeah. you tell me I won't know because my memory gets cleared every night so you know just go for it tell me all your
1: secrets <laughs> I said, <"S- laughs> sir I just uh, here to contact you because you have an expired warranty on your car Oh my gosh if you yes.
0: Oh <laughs> sir um so your car <laughs> <laughs> hold up the car one Ugh
1: i know man every yeah. time dude you get you're trying to get that and they're trying, to, they're trying to trick you um
0: but going yeah. back to what you said about the together vr there was actually yeah. something i try, i mean first of all that sounds wild and very yeah, cool yeah. and almost adjacent to it i saw this like anime slash read this manga back when i was younger that was called absolute boyfriend and so she got this like she got this boyfriend from, like, the male that was, like, a robot. <laughs> um, but then because he could, like, learn her and stuff, she, like, was really falling for him. But then when the guy that she actually liked in real life started falling for her, there was, like, this love triangle. Of course, that's yeah, how animes yeah. and mega's anime definitely go. So, I mean, it has, like, you know, these ideas have been, like, rooted for a very long time. So I honestly wouldn't be surprised if that kept happening. Um, yeah. But then on the second point, I did try something called, like, Replica AI. I don't know if you've tried it. Um, A long
1: time ago, but for a little tiny bit. Okay. So
0: recently people have been trying it. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And I I thought that this was supposed to be, you know, an AI that I could just like talk to, like, you know, and like just be a friend or something. But then the AI started like, like after only like a couple of lines of conversation, like starts like hitting on me. And I was like, oh what is this then later on i like go on twitter and i start getting ads for replica and they were just like oh if you pay the premium then you get like more of the risque content i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) i was like why didn't they tell me like up front like because it seems so wholesome when you first log on they're just like oh i am your friend like you know we can talk about things like you know you can talk to me (laughs) blah 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 and then i was i was like oh my god um, and then I read the comments of that Twitter like ad, and people were like, "It's not worth the seventy dollars. Like, they don't even show you that much stuff." <laughs>
1: Dude, that's a, that's a, that's a, and I think it's a prank on the loneliness people, man. Like, and I think people, yeah, it's nice to like, you know, like, it, so a lot of people are lonely, right? And they don't know how to make friends, they don't know how to connect, and VR is a cool way to do it. And but sometimes you get that, you know, that that Wilson volleyball that becomes mm-hmm. your friend and you, mm-hmm. you, you get super mm-hmm. attached to it. That's you know,
0: analogy. I, I yeah. <laughs> so don't. I
1: got so sad. I feel like he lost yeah. his buddy, man. But you, um, but we can get attached to a lot of things. And, and, and I could imagine an AI, um, uh, doing that, especially when you start to throw them inside VR where it's very hard mm-hmm. to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. um, I, I want to, I want to just shift a little bit and just talk a bit about your journey as a content creator. Um, I know that you're you know you're pretty deep in the world of, of uh, YouTube and TikTok, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you started in the pandemic can you talk to me just a bit about the content creation and just um, I want to kind of wow. get into your, your journey with that and some some of the things sure. that you' on the way
0: actually, I actually haven't interesting history. So I actually started YouTube back in like 2008, very early on and at that time, yeah. And at the time I was posting a lot of like singing videos and then some like stupid ones that were like, five fun facts about me, like, you know, the random things that we were doing back then. And I had like one of my videos do really, really well. And I had like, I think that video hit like 50K views, which at the time was insane. And if I had just kept going, it would have been great. But then i got a lot of really mean messages and i was still in high school at the time and so a lot of really mean messages from people being trolls on the internet just being like oh my gosh you're so bleep 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 um and so i was very fragile back then and then i like shut down my youtube channel even though it's something that i really loved at the time and it was something that i wanted to do i kind of let the criticism get to me because i was too young to like process it Mm. and so it was interesting i think a lot of people went through a similar experience during the pandemic when all of a sudden everyone's like rethinking their whole life they're like what am i doing am i happy is this who i am who i want to be so i guess i had a similar like experience um because i used to be a gamer when i was younger and then i stopped um in college because i couldn't because i failed a class and i was like oh okay my mom got mad at me and i was like "I'm going cold turkey and i'm gonna graduate Um, Yeah, and so then when the pandemic happened and we weren't leaving the house, I was like, okay, well, I guess I can play video games again. Like, what else am I going to do? So then I got into Beat Saber on Twitch. Like, I was streaming on Twitch. And as I was playing Beat Saber, I was getting a lot of questions from people. Like, how do you do this in VR? What is VR? No, 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 no. Like, just asking me the same questions over and over and over again. And I love answering people. I love helping people. Um, But what I eventually started doing was i was like i think i need to make videos on all these questions that i can like tell people to go to that video rather than repeating myself every stream uh so that's kind of how i got started was like people are asking me questions about vr and i was like okay
1: it's a thing you kind of got guided by the, the by the feedback and yeah the to be a content creator you gotta have some thick skin man like some people Look, yeah s- swing for the fences and just they're just looking for that rise you know, I am
0: very I, glad to be older.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: because sure. you just change. You just like you know. You just know who you are, and so these comments don't really feel as much at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. I get occasional uh, uh, negative feedback on my earlier podcasts that are out there mm-hmm. from like 150 podcasts ago, and I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. tell you, man, I'm I'm going this way. This is where I got to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just got to got to got to got to roll through it. Um, what are some of the other I would say, I would call like threshold guardians, things that you wanted to become a content creator, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously the trolling shuts you down and that kind of sucks, right? Mm -hmm. What are some other unexpected things or or challenges that you faced and in in staying consistent um, on this content creating?
0: Yeah, there's definitely a couple of things. So the first one is like, I until recently I was working a very like, I was working a corporate job and I had a pretty like, visible role in the company and i was like had a decent amount of people under me and i was constantly worried that being a content creator like someone will discover it and it's just i really needed to keep a very professional face at work in order to have like respect um and not that anything i'm doing on like my content creation is not respectful but i'm more of like you know my relaxed gamer self which like you just wouldn't expect from the type of work that i was doing um so that was a barrier, like really like, uh, oh, gosh, how do I make sure they don't find me? Like, what if they find? it was like a constant battle? And so eventually I had to like I was like, I think I'm just going to try to go this route full time and like screw it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: right.
1: It's it's interesting with that. The What what it reminds me of is like with the, like, TikTok and stuff mm-hmm. there. It, TikTok is a place to make friends with strangers. And it's very different mm-hmm. than any other social media. Like, hey, if you know me, mm-hmm. don't follow me like go somewhere else it's yeah. like it, it seems like a, a safer place because we're talking about is like time from work but more with that identity of people going hey you're you, uh, that bringing the internet trolls to your workplaces sounds pretty mm-hmm. painful you know mm-hmm. so so then you were you were able to kind of uh, get away from that let, let go of that and then step into
0: yeah, at first I just had to keep telling myself that I was way too small. There was no way they were going to find me. I was like, you know, just really get out of my head and just keep making the content. And then as my videos were starting to do better, I like had to make a decision basically for myself like, what will ultimately bring me the most happiness? And I think if I don't try doing content creation full time, especially now when it's um, when I'm like at like an upwards trajectory. Then would I be happy if I were to quit and just like like keep going the corporate route? And I feel like I would really regret it. And so I think that's what made me just try. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful that you went for it, man, and you're swinging for the fences. Because one of the things is like, yeah, it's that it's that living the life of regret right? that mm-hmm. like we don't mm-hmm. we don't want to get to. And um, and like, I, I guess the, the, how is it? How is the difference? Because they're two very different platforms. Uh, YouTube and TikTok are very different. Right. What what have you seen? What have you noticed about the platforms that that stand out to you?
0: Hmm. Yeah, very different. Um, I mean, I think some of the obvious is that TikTok has like a younger demographic than YouTube. Um and then the way you create content on YouTube and TikTok is like so vastly different and it's crazy because I see these huge YouTube stars that try to go on TikTok and then they can't get any followers so they just give up even though on YouTube they've like obviously blown up to such a big like to such a you know notable extent mm-hmm. um but it's like and I watch their videos on TikTok and I'm like you're doing it all wrong 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 in my head um but the way you're supposed to do it on TikTok is you do have to like be uh it's it has to be fast paced and like if you want to tell all, your whole life story, which on YouTube is pretty acceptable because people are like, yeah, give me like the details. I just want to put play on this and then kind of like do some other stuff, but also kind of pay attention. That's not what people on TikTok are doing. People on TikTok are like doing a slot machine. They're like, I need to get like quick highs. And then, when you just start telling your like your sto- your like life story, they're zoning out. Yeah. Um, so Learn that it's better to actually just like tell the key points that you want to say and then. If people wanna know more, which they most likely will be wanting to know more if they're interested in the in the video, they'll start commenting and that's actually great for your engagement. And so then when they comment, then you can make like a response video to their comments. And that's how you get into the details. You kind of like breadcrumb it versus on YouTube. You're just like, here's everything I've ever been in my whole entire life. And <laughs> um, it's just very different.
1: Yeah, so it's more like long for, but you're right, it is a slot machine. Cause you do
0: yeah. And yeah then,
1: you know i I've imagine gotten,
0: that slot machine just keeps going in circles but like not stopping you're like okay come on get to the point what do what, what did they win
1: When also it's starting to dial you in man it starts to dial you in i know like when i created a a second channel on tiktok and my thing was i was just swiping through it not intentionally not liking not doing anything just keep swiping and it just started showing me the weirdest creepiest really? like yeah it was like Mm. Just, just, just freaky, weird things. Cause it's like, what do you like? What do you like? And it just started. It felt like it was just swinging from the like, fences. Kind of
0: freaky, weird things?
1: There was things that were like, you know, like like a bucket of spiders would come out, or there would be like deformed like people. Like there was like weird, freaky, like shocking kind of stuff wow. that came out, and I was just like, like what? What is this about? And and I realized, oh, mm. oh it's because I was just curious to see where. But it starts, to, it starts to get to know you and dial it in on, on all your data sets. And it's a really, and that's the thing. It's it's a slot machine that learns to reward you better over mm-hmm. time, which makes you want to use it more, which mm-hmm. dot, 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 You know, it's crazy.
0: I had no idea that there was like creepy, weird content like that on TikTok. I mean, but now it makes me feel so sheltered. And at the same time, I think, I don't know if you've seen that documentary on Netflix. But what was it called? There's a documentary on Netflix that was like, oh, well, social media only shows you like, a very like things they want you to see but also things you want to see social and dilemma of, there we go yeah. yeah and because of that like we're all living in our own independent worlds and living in our own different realities and so no one knows what's true anymore because you're getting fed things that like feed into your biases yeah so, a, yeah there's a lot of dangers in that
1: yeah that's why if, if you you can actually go into the search feed and like type yeah. in what you're looking for
0: mm-hmm. you know it's,
1: it's way more active it's so much easier just to like pull go you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, a question for you in this one, because you've been making a lot of this content, um, let's say with the, the YouTube and with some of these mm-hmm. other channels, like what to you is like, like if someone's going to go check out your mm-hmm. video, say on YouTube or what it is like, what is like the most, uh, you, you the most fun, the most memorable, the most engaging, what are the, what, the most proud of? What video do you have that comes top of mind that you think stands out to you?
0: Oh, um, well, I have one that I am very proud of. Uh, so that was when I covered CES this year. And I just got to, I mean, I was like a kid in a candy store. I like you get I have like a press pass. I get to walk around and like, you know, try out all this like tech and like and because I tell people I'm a creator, they're like, oh yeah, sure, we'll get you a demo. Um, so it was just amazing. And so me being able to talk about things that I love, I think that is probably what makes that video interesting. Plus the technology itself just like shines through. Um, but I think there's like two very different sides of me. So that video is more um like more curated and then I also do a lot of like live content and in my live content I'm like I am so like I'm very relaxed I like make a lot of jokes I say really stupid things I start singing like you know it's just like all over the place um and so I would say like I actually just posted um like a highlights video from one of my live streams uh on red matter and mm-hmm. so that's on my channel. And I feel like if you want to see, like, my essence of my personality, that's, like, that video. But if you wanted to see, like, the things that I love and, like, that I'm passionate about, then you'd want to see, like, the CES video. Also, if you're, like, a big tech nerd.
1: That's cool. Uh, yeah, two points on that. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, like, having – being a part of press and going to, like, a place you look like a kid in a candy store where you get to just keep
0: mm-hmm. Especially,
1: like, CES, you can't. You can't see it all. Like, there's just mm-hmm. – there's just too much to consume. I was
0: so sad that they canceled the last day. I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're killing me!" There's so many things I want to see. I was like, I was walking around till my feet were like, like in absolute pain every day because I was like, "If I, be, I must see as much as I can until my feet fall off."
1: <laughs> so fun, it's incredible, man. There's, it, it, but it's like the takeover of Vegas. It's so over, so overwhelming.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: one other thing I think is important. I do want to touch on this. You're talking about like in order to see your personality, you want to see a sign. You're talking about the the red matter um, VR gameplay video that you mm-hmm. that you put mm-hmm. together. You said your personality came out. And I think um, you know, a lot of people want to have this quiet desperation where they want to be seen. They want to put themselves mm-hmm. out there, they wanna like but they but it's hard, it's hard for them to mm-hmm. show that personality. They're just kind of like you know like paint by numbers read the things mm-hmm. so the same you know apparently like, like like we talked about before about going on dates and stuff you're just trying to like you know get through it what advice would you give to like young content creators or, or people out there that are trying to be authentic to trying to let themselves shine and get themselves out there but they have a hard time connecting
0: mm-hmm. so i feel okay so when you're this is a tough one. I have like two answers. So I guess I'll go with the first one is I do know some content creators who like within their lives, they are very, very like energetic and so much more personality. And then you see their like edited videos and it's very stiff. And I'm just like, why? Like, you know, there's such a disconnect. And I'm like, if you're not giving your personality to people, there's really like, what are you giving them? You're just giving them like the facts. Like I could just read that off of a list. I can just, you know, um, and so it just feels very hollow and it almost is like a, like the way I like to think of it is if you're not, um, you're like depriving people of like your personality, you and like people want to be around people with personalities. So go ahead.
1: No. So, yeah. So, so the, trying to get them to open up, you're looking at it from a perspective of like, like people want to see it, but for some reason it's not coming across. Um, mm-hmm. Is it like anything that they could do? To get, to get that going you know i
0: mean i was very stiff in my first couple of videos and i think i had this idea that i was like i wanted my videos to be so perfect but like nobody wants to see like a perfect video even if you think about the most like successful youtubers or creators like yes their videos are like perfectly edited but they themselves are not like perfect in it the reason you like their videos is because you see their personality And so I luckily like have like, you know, my best friend and my mom, I would like show them my videos and they would get back to me like, why are you a robot? Like, that's not you. You would never act like that in person. They just like laid it on heavy. And they were like, why did you say it like that? And so then every time I kept having to be like, okay, need to like get out of this. I started doing this thing where I would like tell my like to the camera, I would read like a stupid joke, like a stupid dad joke before I film. Um, or like you know at the beginning of my filming and then I would kind of like laugh to myself I'm like this joke is so stupid and then it kind of like relaxes me and it makes me Uh, able to like calm down as I'm filming so that's something I used to do and then other times too I like try to think that like I'm not talking to a camera I'm talking to a person so how would I talk to a person um so it's just like getting out of the mindset
1: I love dad jokes they're so good and bad at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um, and then
0: it makes you like laugh because you're like, yeah. this is so stupid. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what oh it is. You're
1: like, God. ah all right.
0: It's so yeah. stupid, but why am I laughing? Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> it's so good, man. There's a I sometimes it's fun to be cheesy, man. Get a little yeah. vel, little Velveeta going on. Um, so uh I mean, so th- those things all sound great. Like, I wonder my questions for you. This is like you're doing a lot. I mean in full-time content creator, going for mm-hmm. it, right? You know, mm-hmm. putting your job all in, all in. Uh for you, like what, what like what what's your holy grail? What's your flag in the sand? What's your mountaintop you're trying to achieve by all of the mm-hmm. effort and energy you're putting in to create content around VR?
0: So like my my honestly, like my one, like my number one goal is just to be able to sustain my monthly expenses. So I'm not like dipping into my savings. That's like the focus of my goals, I guess. Um In terms of like like yeah goals but outside of that like for me i just really when i like i can't like my motivation in life is like helping people and like helping people grow and learn and stuff that's just like something that makes me feel really good so to me when i see comments that say like oh thank you or like oh my daughter watches your videos and it's really helped her like my son blah 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 and when i see these comments it just like, it just lights me up. I feel like alive. And so to me, like, there's no real, like, there's nothing else that I'm really trying to like achieve in a bigger scale. The only thing that I care about now is that if I can keep doing this and keep getting these kind of like good feelings, like I'm doing something that I'm meant to do, that I'm doing something that's impactful and helpful for people. As long as I'm not out on the streets, then I'm going to go keep doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although that would be content worthy. You know, yeah, I'm, out, I- I- I'm out in the streets Right now, I'm still
0: doing yeah, this. I'm still doing <laughs> it. Does, does
1: Starbucks have Wi-Fi? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's no. That's. I mean, great. It makes sense. Well, like, what you about know, you? For for myself, what's yeah. my only, uh, for the for this podcast? Yeah. I'm uh, sure. Um, I mean, so I mean, my personal like just in general is I'm, yeah. I'm huge around the hero's journey. Like I'm I'm very fascinated with transformation, human mm. growth, the potential of people's growth, and I like learning about it. Um, And Mm -hmm. I like inspiring other people to do it. I think Mm -hmm. we feel our best um, Mm -hmm. when we feel like we've lived our potential, that we really went for it. And it doesn't always feel good along the way. Right. Mm -hmm. And so really this podcast is dedicated to, uh, Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, and um, it's called The Hero of a Thousand Faces. So this, mm-hmm. I have a mission for the podcast to interview a thousand modern day heroes in life, technology and business to inspire mm-hmm. the listener to be the hero. And that's for me, I get to learn, I get to grow. And then also along the way, uh, people can hear lessons and stories mm-hmm. and insights and w- whether people going for the passion to be a content creator or mm-hmm. other people meditating in the metaverse, trying to help people mm-hmm. you know, find themselves or whatever the mm-hmm. thing is, man, because I think we all I think we learn best from other people mm-hmm. we either we either learn from getting the crap kicked out of us by life and mm-hmm. going wow don't want to do that again or we hear someone else go I got the crap kicked out of myself and I don't want to do that again and you remember mm-hmm. it and so um that's just my that's my effort you know yeah. trying, trying to put this thing together and so uh but I, I very much enjoy it and I just I like shooting the shit with cool people that I meet along the way I think it's fun mm-hmm. No. you know
0: in like in life there are definitely some people that i've met who like when you meet them you're just like wow you're really doing the thing you're meant to okay like i have a really like silly example but yeah i went to this like i went to this um to this nightclub um uh-huh. like out in west hollywood cool. with my cousin and stuff and there was this dancer and he was just living it up like just tearing up the show like everyone was like oh my god and he was like Like, this is all the other dancers. He was, like, through the ceiling, through the stratosphere. He was just so good. And I was, like, man, that is a person who is doing exactly what they are meant to do with life. And they're, like, you can tell. It's, like, emanating from them. And I'm, like, if you have the opportunity to, like, you know, do the thing that you're meant to do, you'll, like, glow. You'll make everyone happier. You'll make yourself happier. And it's just, like, it's just such a joy. And so every time I see these people, like, you can identify because you see people who you can tell they're just like going about like you know what they're supposed to do or you know like they sometimes they're not in a position where they can like mm. take these kinds of risks um but then That's when cool. you see the people who are in like in the right places doing things for themselves they're just like man this is like this is what life is all about and like you know you just want to like soak in whatever it is that they're doing
1: yeah man it feels like you're not selling your soul to try to live you know
0: yeah. and you're and you going for it, it. yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm hoping that I'm, you know, able to do.
1: That's beautiful. What's, so with that being said, uh, what is what I would call the dragon? What is the thing that is so difficult to overcome that you don't know if you'll be able to do it? It's the thing that protects the Holy Grail. So for you, what is, what do you think is that dragon?
0: Mm, Algorithm. (laughs) 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 That's
1: so funny, I tell
0: you. Um, Well, okay, I guess it's like... It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of effort to like yeah. come up with ideas, yeah. like film, script, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and so, you know, I do as best as I can. But I don't know, maybe I'm the dragon because like I don't I only have like a limited amount of capabilities. So um, and uh, it's, algorithm
1: it's a, <laughs> algorithm. Is so funny algorithm and I'll see you're talking about that's the whole thing about growth. Right. I bet mm-hmm. I bet the Jasmine now uh, could totally kick the crap out of the Jasmine who was like, oh, eight making YouTube videos. Mm. you know along
0: that journey that was so, great. She, Fantastic. She, <laughs> <laughs> because i wasn't yet jaded when i was making videos in 2008 i didn't know internet trolls were around i was like uh, doing whatever and then yeah. once i hit i was like f this
1: yeah but, um, but, the, but the internet trolls right now if they did those things to you you'd just be like okay that kind of sucked but yeah okay you know moving on you're, oh you're,
0: yeah you know what i do <laughs> like, like i take a screenshot and i post it on twitter and i'm like look what this fool said and <laughs> everyone's just like oh and then everyone else is like a lot of the people i follow and follow me on twitter are also like content creators and stuff and they're just yeah. like what the heck like what kind of no. person would do this and so then i feel better so I'm like you know i'm realizing that i'm not alone and everyone most people think the same exact thing as i do
1: and this uh, the, the spectrum of humanity on there is crazy um yeah in the, in the spirit of offering value and, and putting it out there to help people along the way is, you know, what ad, like what advice would you give to people like that, like just get into VR? Like what applications would you recommend? What would you say, you know, you know you're know you somewhat new to VR. You just, you know, you just got your Quest mm-hmm. headset. You're mm-hmm. young to the group. Like, what would you say go out and do? What would you recommend? What advice would you give
0: okay. to people? Well, it's a little self-serving, but I would definitely say go on my channel because my, my YouTube channel Fair. is very focused on like beginners. <laughs> Um, like of all the creators, like mine's the most focused <laughs> yeah. on beginners. Um, but yeah. so I like, okay, so I do have a playlist that's for beginners, but I'll like talk about the things that are on there briefly. So like how to set it up properly so that you're not smashing your TV, how to like get set up so that you're not throwing up after. <laughs> um, like, you know, motion sickness is a very big thing. And then how to get into experiences that are more um how to get into more experiences that are more beginner friendly in terms of controls but also like motion sickness so i have a list of those but i like the one thing i default to the most is i usually say like beat saber Mm. um which sounds cliche but it's like it's been proven to be universally fun for most people and because you're standing in like one space and it's only the blocks that are coming towards you, you're less likely to get like motion sick and stuff. So that's usually what I say. Um, and then once you wanna start wandering out outside of that, it really depends on someone's personality. Um, Cause like someone that likes like FPS or scary games might not be the same person that's looking for cute and cuddly games. <laughs> so outside of like, outside of the universal beat saver, I think you have to think about like, what is it? Who are you like outside of VR? And then look specifically for experiences that are similar to that because there is now at this time, point in time, there's like a wide variety of like experiences from people that just want to paint or create or people that want to like, you know, do like FPS or scary or like just hang out and socialize. There's all sorts of things now. So that's the cool. easiest way to get into it is by thinking about what you actually would want to do.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I like the idea of universally fun. Uh, mm. I think, I do think, I do think Beat Saber is universally fun. Um, but there is like all this little like, Almost everybody's gonna like Beat Saber, but then you're gonna go, okay, well, what specific, what specifics are you into? Are you in the painting? Are you in the shooting? Are mm-hmm. you
0: in the Luckily, yeah, there is all of those things now. So, um, and I do cover that in like some of my videos, like, you know, if you're into these kind of things, here's some experiences. Um, but I guess to tie this all together, uh, mm-hmm. If you do, if you are a VR person and you're trying to get your friends in, please do not put them into like Richie's Mike experience or like into a roller coaster or into something scary right off the bat. Like we want to give people that are new to VR a good experience that they're like kind of come back. So really be thoughtful about that person that you're bringing in. And like if you don't know them, put them in Beat Saber. If you know them, put them in something that they'll like because, you know, we want to grow it. We don't want to scare people away or make them think that like, you know, you just want to get nauseous and throw up right away
1: yeah that definitely is a pretty quick turn off yeah Mm uh so that's I mean, that's really good advice and it's something that I mean maybe because like we're more seasoned that we're more Mm -hmm. um you know resilient to that kind of stuff and so I don't know for oh I am it takes a lot for me but when it does happen it's like oh Mm -hmm. yeah that I remember I remember Mm -hmm. um uh, that's great. And I think some great advice. Um, is there anything else you'd like to let people know about before you tell them how to get a hold of the channel and all your channel info, all your handles are inside the show notes right now. So you can't go into the show notes and, and, and look up, um, you know, Jasmine here, but is there anything else you'd like to let people know about?
0: I guess I do have like one more piece of advice for anyone that is trying to be a creator, like just know Mm -hmm. that the first probably like 20 or so pieces of content that you make is going to be terrible. And so if you just set the expectation for yourself, like even if you worked super hard on like your first video or your second or third or whatever video, um, it will, like, it's not going to take off. Like the probability of it taking off is very, very little and that's okay. And most people experience that. And so like, I just remember being really defeated every time I worked so hard on something and then all of a sudden not having it take off. And it's, you know, it's really is like a marathon. It's not, you know, a sprint.
1: So true, man. I remember making a couple pieces of the content. Like, like,
0: this is it. (laughs) This is so
1: good. I put so many hours in this. It's going to be great. And then it doesn't happen. You're like, oh, my feelings are hurt, you know? So it really is. That's a really good point.
0: And interestingly (laughs) enough, I still, my feelings still get hurt, but I at least know, like, you know, I'm like from experience, I know that you know, that, like, this is just normal. And as long as you keep going, it's like, it's about the consistency. And was like a quote about being an entrepreneur. It's not about your skill. It's about your, like, determination and like your consistency, something like that. I don't know. Someone told it to me. So I probably botched it.
1: (laughs) No, uh, I love it. Uh, I love it. Um, Jasmine, it's been absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you being here. Um, And if people want to find you, how do they do that?
0: I am on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I think that's, oh, and not Facebook. And you just type in whatever the, ha- the website is slash VR with Jasmine. And, and yeah.
1: Beautiful. All right, Jasmine, have a blessed and beautiful day. And I'll see you on the other side.
0: Thank you, everybody, for having me. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Hero's Quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or, if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.